to my door with an iPod. Come to my door with an iPhone. Come to my door with an automatic movie playing straight into your skull. Why don't you learn to read? Uh, that's right, your parents don't read. Well, if you don't like to read, then don't breed. If you don't like to read, then don't breed. Come to my door. Okay, so that was a broad surprise. Was there any day oh, wow. or minute? Uh, yeah. They, well, there were two surprises. One smaller. Uh, I asked the kids what, um, Which obviously class? we're in the, obviously we're in the Northeast. Yeah. Because uh, I mentioned New York City. And I said, what do we experience here most frequently? Tornadoes, tsunamis, or hurricanes? They guessed tsunamis. And I was like, Because uh... <laughs> we're on the, because we're near the water. We just had Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. We had her, they remembered Hurricane Irene once I got them talking. And I'm just like, that surprised me. Like, come on, guys. The other surprise that I thought was hysterical um, was a kid saying to me, Miss... Gone with the Wind, uh, Queen of was in that movie, right? And I was just, I just burst out laughing. I thought he was kidding. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> that surprised me. About the tsunami thing, I think the kids, like, well, I mean, everybody tunes out. Um, especially since we're expecting them to be focused all day. Like, you tune out for a little bit. And I think that, you know, somebody says something and then it's just easy to follow. So then the whole class will be like, oh yeah, that's true. And then it's like, that's wrong, and then they're oh yeah, we never really agreed with that. No, these kids, these are like, these are like my favorite kids. They're the ones that pay attention. They were not not paying attention. I wonder, I wonder if maybe they have nightmares about it. I mean, I wonder if they were kind of pushing aside their very brief history of how many years? Fifteen. Probably around there. And thinking just in general, we live in an area where there's water. I don't know a lot of history, but I'm just kidding. That's giving way too much credit. I think they weren't <laughs> sure what the words... I don't think they knew what the word tsunami meant. Oh. And so I think they were just like, oh, tsunami. That's, that tsunami sounds good. Don't I, pick the one you don't, don't know. <laughs> but that's the thing. Never the they, right they think, like... I think a lot of times they're like, I don't know what that word means. Well, it must be the... It must be the better word, because it's harder, and I don't know what it means. So right. that must be right. right. Right, So a lot of times it's a matter of getting them to be like... That's not always the case. I am, um, I don't know, I can believe that, but I also might have just been, because I was always kind of, you know, I was never extremely confident in any realm, um, but, like, when 9-11 happened, what, how old were we? Um, Eighth grade. Which means, well, 12 or 13. Okay. I actually had to ask my parents, and, and, and it clicked right after that that was a dumb question, but do you think this is going to be in the history textbooks? Like, it just seemed like, like everything, you know, this, this is a thing that I saw on the news. Anything else hey, that I news happens every day and most of it is irrelevant. Right. Yeah, that, and this was the first thing that was like, this was a, nothing else I had asked that question about. Um, but this was something that was like, like even forgetting the horrificness of all of it, it involved parties from all over the world, well, from different sides of the world. Um, and it didn't seem like war, but it was like, it was close. Um, or, I don't know, it was... I agree, it's terrible, terrible. whatever. Um, now, you nodded at that. Did you have any sensation like that when it happened? 
I think I remember thinking that. I remember I went to the dentist on that day. <laughs> I, I did. I know what you mean. I didn't because something that big. I, I agree with you that in as much as up until that point in time, I had never really felt like anything I lived through had any bearing on history. Exactly. Like, who cared? Like, Clinton's president. I don't care. Like, it just it just felt so like, who cares? But probably just because we were... And I think it was because... I think it was because of that. I just think you're young. I think at 12, you don't... Yeah. You don't realize that you are living history. Right. You... you like, you can't... And a lot of, a lot of kids... Don't they think the world stops when you they go to sleep and that's kind of funny but it's it's true they don't realize there's a whole other side to the world that's doing things continuously <laughs> like the world keeps going like they don't realize that time goes forward <laughs> and and I I'm not trying to be funny like seriously yeah. they don't realize they really only have a sense of self at that age and that's what's appropriate like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how they are right. um. And so I think when something like that happens, it like jolts you out and, and you're like, oh my God, there's all these other people here. And I think that's, that's why it's so jolting because at that age, you don't realize that. And then all of a sudden it just slams you in the face like, oh my God, this is going to be a pivotal moment in history because now like people are going to talk about, oh, well, after 9-11... Hey guys, it's Mark. Here's some mid-episode info. Email us at appleballschihuahua at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at ABCPod, like us on Facebook.com slash ABCPod, and tumble us at applebosschihuahua.tumblr.com. Also, just a heads up, we slip a couple times with the names later in the episode, so I've swapped in their pseudonyms, but it sounds kind of weird. Also, if you didn't quite understand Sensei before, the student had asked if Gone with the Wind was the movie with Queen Latifah in it. Okay, back to the episode. Tell me, tell all of our two listeners what happened to you on the last day before winter break. Okay, so this might be... Actually, it's definitely the funniest moment I've ever had I've had teaching by a long shot um, because it was totally unexpected so it was the Friday before break we'd had the uh, concert two days prior and this is the first time I'd seen this class after the concert right. so um, yeah. and it's the Friday before break not super serious we sang a little bit we uh, did some music games and I think we had you know we had um a few minutes left in the class or whatever. What grade? So, uh, uh, first grade. Okay. So I bring out this big conga drum. And um, I'm, I play the drum. The kids pat their lap to the beat. I count out some rhythms. They chant them back. And then I have, I'm have i starting to have the kids come up one by one. Um, my kids sit in a big arch in the room. So we start at one end. And, and she comes up and plays and sits. And then the next person. And the kids are doing great. They're not pounding the drum too hard. They're, uh, they're 
they're playing in time or whatever. I'm yeah, not really. Like, they're, they're barely even improvising or anything. They're just like they would come up and be like, and then and then sit. Yeah. Um, but but that was fine. We're just gonna experience the drum. I showed them they could hit the middle of it for a bassy sound or hit the edge with their fingers for the more um, the, the trebly yeah. tinny sound. Yeah. And uh, they were actually kind of mixing it up a little bit. It was cool. So, okay, we go all the way around, um, all the way around to the last student. And, um, and this student is a really sweet kid. He actually came in speaking nearly, nearly no English um and he would i mean he would talk to me in spanish and i would just be like I, i'm sorry i don't know oh, come on you took spanish know. in high school yeah it's uh, i know baño and i and i respond appropriately to baño but other than that it's um mostly lost on me yeah so so we, we come around to him he's a really sweet kid and he's picking up english and in the hallway he's really cute um <laughs> and it's like uh, i miss he actually today he said hi mr steve i hope you enjoyed your vacation and i was just like what? Um, but um, anyway, so he comes up to the drum and he, uh, you know, he gives me a good look in the eyes and that's when I know something's going to happen. How far away are you from him? It's, it's two feet. I mean, the drum's basically right in front of me. I'm actually holding it so it doesn't fall over. Okay. And he's standing next to the drum. So he's, he's, he's right next to me. And uh, he looks me in the eyes, looks at the drum, cocks his head back, and slams his face into the drum um and the, and i'm going oh 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 like i was just not ready for that and he comes up blood on his face blood on his shirt blood on the drum and his nose is bleeding because he managed to hit the the kind of the bridge of his nose right on the edge of the drum which yeah isn't just very hard doesn't give it's no. it's wood or metal um and he's and he's crying and i'm asking like what just happened not just kind of <laughs> rhetorically um and so you know i throw some tissues at him and i send him down to the nurse and uh with another student who's walking him down i call up the nurse and i say uh so uh this this student just well he just slammed his face in the drum and i think he might have broke his nose so so that was that he didn't break his nose um, and he was actually fine, like, 20 minutes later. But I, I, I was fearing, fearing the worst, uh, my first music room injury. Serious injury. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that was some way to end a, uh, <coughs> end a semester. If you made it this far, thanks for listening. We're gonna try to do this again, especially if, uh, you subscribe to this podcast, because that will make us know that more people want to listen. If you have any questions for these two about teaching, or anything in general, uh, if you have a question for Steve about his favorite show, Frasier, or, yes. or his favorite video game, Guild Wars 2. It's a pig simulator. The pigs. <laughs> um, it is not, in fact, a pig simulator. <laughs> <laughs> or... Questions Sensei. about what silly dances can I do in front of my students? Um, She's got a kid with an incredible dance. <laughs> that'll get the job done. Uh, email us at... I haven't made it yet, but it should be appleballschihuahua at gmail.com. I have that already. Oh, good. Nothing ridiculous. You have that already? Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
Damn, can we use it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Appleballschihuahua at gmail.com. No spaces or anything. If you don't know how to spell Chihuahua, look, look it up. up. Google will help. So thanks for listening. That's Appleballs Chihuahua. And uh, we don't know when the next time's going to be, but hopefully we'll see you then. Thanks. Everyone say bye. 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 But you need a more colorful digital stimulator or a reality simulator imitator. Now the species is going down like a dumb waiter. Don't be a fornicator if you can't synthesize the data. Don't be a procreator, be a porn masturbator. Sperm and Justin Filator with Rod Stewart intestine destined to lessen what the creator created who may or may not exist. I know it's a twist. You see, ignorance persists and seldom shift as you. This episode of Apple Boss Chihuahua was recorded on January 3rd, 2013, and was released on Friday. Friday, March 1st, 2013. The music used with permission was Don't Like to Read featuring Roughneck Jihad from the Judas Beats album by Crudbump. You can find more at crudbump.com. This was the end of the three-part conversation with Steven Sensei, so the next episode on March 15th will be a whole new conversation. It hasn't been recorded yet, so instead of a teaser, Here's some between-topic conversation, microphone testing, and other stuff that just didn't make the cut. So, um, here's the baloney. I like this. Can we do this over Skype? Would it sound like that? Like, I have a possible microphone. Yeah, you need to find that thing. Um, I think it's in here. You just spit something out on our floor? Pine needle. Pine needle. It's a natural thing. Natural. It tastes like... Oh. You're so disgusting. <laughs> okay, again. <clears throat> so, like, a bear and Michelle Obama walked into a bar. Yeah. Michelle said, Hey, bear. Adrian, I need some sort of... <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just... Okay. Okay, last test. Tell me something else that you're reading. So there was once a squirrel with a mask and a squirrel mask. And they went to the city with an old guy. With Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony. Anthony. What? (laughs) It's never a hockey mode. So he played Carmelo Anthony. I asked him to tell me a story. And his story was once upon a time, there was a squirrel in a boat with and he like paused and because he couldn't think of anything and he goes with Carmelo Anthony Carmelo Anthony is a famous NBA basketball player oh. <laughs> and he had been watching the basketball <laughs> Olympics that's why and gotcha. it was funny and we were like what the fuck why is, why is he in the boat these guys have a real Christmas tree in their apartment did you ever water that thing yes yeah. we did no oh. But of course we did. Uh, now, at this point, we're, we well, just now, gotta take the stuff off. I of. just want to, yeah. I'm so <laughs> done with it. What's your favorite thing of the tree? Fabulous Jesus, by far. Oh, Fabulous Jesus. Purple, sparkly Jesus at the top. Yes, Fabulous Jesus, by far, is the best. My favorite is the, um, we got, well, we went to the city and we went to Grand Central and we bought some nice uh, ornaments. And I got a seagull. Is it Jonathan Livingston's seagull? Have you ever read that? What? I'm looking at... Really? I'm looking no. at Mark with a blank stare. Right now. Oh. Oh, that's a book you should read. What is it? Um, it's a book... It's fucking 
it gets fucking trippy. Um, but it's a book about a seagull who differs from all the other seagulls because he's not looking for food or stuff. He's just looking to master the art of flight. And somehow, like, I don't know. There are, like, a few different heavens that he ascends to. It's really weird. But, uh, my parents have a copy of it. Or you could probably find it online. At this point, it's probably... Oh, I'm gonna know Seagull by the, um... You just went out of my head. The playwright. Uh, it's... The book is actually is called Seagull. No, the book is called Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Yeah, like I said. I thought Jonathan <laughs> Livingston was the, uh... Author? author J.S. Bach. Is the author. Wait. Johann Sebastian Bach didn't write it. <laughs> You're right. Well, well I actually J.S. Bach. Lots of things, but I, I don't think any novels... His name's probably something like freaking Daniel. Mm. Did you see the author, Pete? Uh, no. Adrian. You said something Adrian. mocked, didn't you? Yeah, I think it's wrong. If you just oh, search okay. Jonathan Livingston Seagull again, you'll mm. find the author. What's going on? This is our, um... Author, Richard... Bach. Bach. Richard Bach. J.S. Richard. Same thing. Same thing. Ha! Huh, okay, I was right. Good. What? I was like, wasn't the seagull a play? And then I felt stupid because I was like, I don't know if it was a play. It was. Anton Chekhov. It's a Chekhov play. The seagull. I gotcha. Another. Is it related to Another the book? seagull that is famous would be Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. That's the albatross. <sighs> and an albatross is not a fucking seagull. <laughs> this girl thought for years. Seagulls and albatross. Were the same. Because <laughs> they are. In a not at all way. They both fly in and all not large, a, large waters. <laughs> just in like, a in a non factual <laughs> sense. 